0: hello everybody tj schwartz here welcome back to the edge and flow podcast i'm here with my co-host lucas burnley we sit down once a week and we chat about knife making craft technology art all the fun stuff and uh we want to keep talking today sounds good man i'm excited we're getting ready to go to blade show Mm-hmm. I know I keep forgetting about it because there's so much going on in <laughs> you know. just in my life that I'm like, oh yeah, huge trip to
1: Atlanta in one week. Ah <sighs> man. It's gonna be good. I got I got a lot of excitement around it this year. I don't know why, man. Just like yeah. feel I just feel energized by the thought of going to Blade and seeing people and like seeing product and looking Same at here. knives. Tim here. It's, it's
0: sneaking right up on me, but I feel, I feel ready for it, but it's like, I just have other fish to fry. Cause I mean, we're going out of town for four days this weekend. And so I've kind of been focused on that. Yeah. Come back, hit the shop for a few days, then back to Atlanta. And So, yeah, but it's going
1: to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be good. It's funny, man, like muscle memory is kicking in for me and I'm having these like minor moments of panic. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing the show. I don't have a table. I'm just going to hang out. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, I get anxious.
0: It's the seasonality of the show schedule that it's like a circadian rhythm that's been ingrained in
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, we're kind of like right now just between projects. So we just finished the drop um, yesterday for the Burnley brand X tactile pen. Yeah, that thing was awesome. Thanks, dude. I'm super excited. Dude, pen is like one of those, like, it's like a white whale for me. I've really? wanted to do a pen project for m- well over a decade. No kidding. I know people that make pens. Like it's just never, it's never come to fruition. Yeah. Well, and, and you got tactile. So what a yeah, good fit. I mean, it's a pretty good I think fit, They make man. pens. They do. They yeah. do make a pen. And more yeah. specifically, this is like, this is key, man. Like when I do these collabs, like at the root, they're basically stuff for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm really picky. About what I personally like as a pen. And I realize that like I am not my end customer. And that sometimes I have to go past what like my personal preference is. This pen just happened to be my personal preference. So that's it's awesome. like thin with knurling. Yeah. And a clicky. Yeah. Dude, I'm psyched. I know. Um, but that's cool. okay, that's like I'm like, I'm like going off on a tangent. Um so between projects, but getting ready for Blade, I think I'm actually gonna do something for myself just to engage that like nervous energy which is i think i am going to maybe try to prototype manually a folder and take it to the show yeah nice so that like i have something in my pocket and i've made a new model like you should you should just cat it up and make it on the cnc in the next week (sighs) don't tell me that (laughs) it's really hard man um i was trying to figure out if i could do that like i don't know that i would be fast enough i also i also just feel like an analog project every once in a while for me is like super regulating Mm -hmm. because i'm so used to the work Mm -hmm. so the last time i did that was um when joe it was his last week and we prototyped a folder Mm -hmm. So that I could like walk him through fully building something with like the tools that he had. So I kind of miss it. So I might do that. I don't know. Speaking of, he sent us a a DM on our Edge and Flow Instagram
0: page, which we're happy to get DMs from you guys. But Joe DM'd us and he was saying we should do an episode where we talk about folder construction and some of that stuff. But I told him, like, I've never built a folder. Oh, like, I don't know Ooh. if people knew that, but I'm a total noob on the folder side. So I'd love to interview you about building folders and some of the like technicalities there. That'd be kind of fun. Dude, do we just do we just like build a folder
1: then? Yeah. Like or something. That's crazy yeah. because, yeah, you've designed many, mm-hmm. but have not built one. Yeah. I've
0: been involved in the manufacturing side of making a folder relatively hands-on, but not me
1: personally. Well, and I would argue at this point because of your understanding of production and the way that you are producing, I actually don't think it's a problem. I would, I would borderline say that you have made a folder, Mm -hmm. which is weird because at this point you're going to plug folder parts into your process, but it's not an unknown quantity. Mm -hmm. So when people first start making folders, I always tell them like, like you have, you have three or four things that make this different. Everything else is like just one of your knives. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's crazy to me when you see someone who makes like really graceful fixed blades and they do their first folder and it's a brick and you're like, you, you got so caught up in a stop pin, a pivot and a lock and a detent that you actually forgot how to make one of your knives. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It is funny. Right. So Absolutely. that, I don't
1: think that's going to happen with you.
0: Well, I, I do want to attack the folder thing. And I think getting my employee totally up to speed is happening quick. And that's, it's going to pave the way. Like it's going to build the launch pad to go into folders is having him. Cause I don't, I don't think it was going to happen without him. I really don't mm-hmm. without me, like stopping ordering of knives, canceling a bunch of models in the fixed blade side. Like I just, I didn't have the bandwidth to go to folders, not even a little bit. So yeah,
1: starting to look like I might have the bandwidth now. So how do you, you and I being like, I don't know, fans of the fixed blade in general, and also having done many collaborations over the years and most companies kind of realizing that folders are where like the bread and butter of the industry is since you now have a company that is producing and selling fixed blades. Well, do you actually see a benefit in doing a folder, or is it like, what it? What is the draw? I I do. I
0: that's a, that's a great question because a folder you get a handbasket of more problems to deal with in manufacturing than you do with a, with a fixed blade. Yeah, I, I would say seventy five percent of the problems of a knife are present in both a fixed blade and a folder because it usually has to do with like, you're still surface grinding, you're still getting the bevel on there, you're still sharpening it, heat treat, like a lot of this stuff is there. Agreed. But then there's this other section of like difficulty that may be even more difficult. I don't know. I haven't made one. But um. so yeah, it's a good question. Why would you bite that off? For me, I think it's like, it's the desire to learn. Like, yeah, I don't totally. know what the, I don't even know what the business, you know, aspect of that looks like. I, yeah. I've thought that too, but I want to make a folder. I just, I do like folders. I do carry yeah. folders. I actually usually carry a folder and a fixed blade every yeah. day. And so, yeah, it just, just seems natural as like a learning curve as like a, just step up to the plate and swing away kind of thing. Yeah,
1: That's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with a lot, I guess with a lot of this stuff, like I look at, it, I'm like fixed blades still like make my heart go pitter patter, mm-hmm. but I love the technical challenge of building folders. And they are, I also, I think I'm a people pleaser. And so like, I love that people love folders, Mm -hmm. right? And they do at least on my side. And this is where I ask you because of the like hyper-functional kind of brand that you're building is like a lot of the stuff around folders for me. That's exciting is the embellishment. Mm -hmm. And so I look and I'm like, man, when you're like, when you're doing like sweet tools, it's almost like. Do you do that in a folder or if you do a folder, do you start to like go in that other, like in a slightly different direction for that line? If I do a folder, I'm definitely doing a folder the
0: way that I do fixed blades. Yeah. That's, that's how I would do it would be targeting. This thing is going to cut kindling. This thing is going to be used outdoors. It may be a small knife. That's actually for like backpacking, but it's going to be, it's, it's embellishment is probably not the angle I would take except for possibly making custom versions of it to use, you know, to, you know, put it like a trade show or something. Yeah. You do a trade show. You do like a
1: a fancy show model.
0: Yeah. But the primary goal, I think for me would be targeting like the hard use slash outdoor use kind of application of a folder. Yeah. Um, Just because it's what I want. Like what you said earlier, it's like, that's, that's just what I want my folders to do. Yeah. You know,
1: when I think process wise that, that suits you very well. I think on the custom side, even those of us who like are, are in original knives were very like tool driven, you right, like very practical application mm-hmm. designs as demand grows for the work, like you, re- and the price point grows and everything else. Like you realize that there's a certain point where it, it like, there's something out of alignment. Right. And so yeah. you start to like step up some techniques and then yeah. it's like yeah. once you start getting past like certain levels of finish and materials, like regardless, I say embellishment, but I'm not talking like embellishment, embellishment, yeah. just like even design language or material selection. You're, you're, you're talking about like creating a piece of pocket art. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. right, And whatever yeah. your aesthetic is around that, whether it's like, you know, gold inlaid engraving mm. or, uh, you know a milled 3d texture like it yeah. doesn't matter it's
0: like looking at a knife with a jeweler's eye yeah kind of thing that's a good yeah. way to explain it yeah no so. and, and i i have 100 percent respect for that i i think that's really cool and I, I can totally see that in your work i for me i i don't know what the folder would be exactly but there would be that i would try to do that at some point but in the beginning like i said it would be it would be something that i would take backpacking like that's i just can't imagine doing something different to start with, I guess. Who do you think like from an,
1: from an outdoor industry standpoint, who is the prime? Like, okay. So we think of folders and on like our side of the aisle, it's like, it's a lot of people live in cities. Like your, your population density is in cities, So in a city, a folder is an easier thing to carry. Mm -hmm. Right. If you look at the outdoor market, who, who is carrying folders? It's like, or it's like a general, it's like hiking, backpacking, skiing, yeah. probably so, cycling.
0: I'm, I'm just going to list water. like some brands that have like a feel that I like. Yeah. One, it's not exactly right, but like there's Spartan. Yeah. And but they're more they're doing the th- the thing that I'm kind of picturing but more of a tactical direction. Mm-hmm. Whereas like they've got those cool Harsey designs, folders yep. and frame locks and stuff. Like it would be more of an outdoor spin, but like I I kind of like the angle they're taking because they they're sticking to the pretty robust like yeah nuts and bolts like yeah and and i like that there's also guys like demco who are making those those folders and then does
1: demco the shark lock
0: yep yep. yeah it's super cool and so he he does something similar to me where he does like the low volume production Mm -hmm. and that's something that he's been at least i don't know the guy but i've just i I don't either
1: man he's been around forever he's someone in the industry like that i maybe have never met that's always strange to me i've never met him yeah yeah it's always strange to me. Does super cool work. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got,
0: he's got an aesthetic that, I mean, it's not like I'm interested in doing copying him, but it's like, I can just see my brand being similar to his yeah, in yeah, the yeah. end result. Yeah. Um, And then there's just in general, there's just like Benchmade as a yeah. whole. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they make the high end stuff. They have their gold glass, but the fundamental like Griptilian yeah. or the Osborne, you know what I mean? Like, like those, yeah, the bug out. That's right. yeah. That's exactly where I want to go. Um, and not, yeah, again, I don't want it to look like their knives, but that sort of audience,
1: not price point either. Probably. Right.
0: Right. It depends. I mean, there's some Benchmates that really get up there, Yeah. start getting up there. Yeah. Just depends. But yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah.
1: It's just, it's, I don't know. It's an interesting one to look at. You're like, who carries a folder? Like I I look at it like everybody carries a folder, but folders that are carried in the knife industry are, I think very different in general than folders that are carried in the outdoor market. Mm Mm-hmm. Right Where you're like a lot of folders, like even custom inspired production design, a lot of times like it's thicker blades. There's like a lot of curves or angles or chamfers, you know, like go to cut an apple and you're like, pop this apple in half because it's Mm -hmm. just going to pry it down. Mm -hmm. But like you look at like a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of Swiss army knives in a lot of backpacks, you know, (laughs) in the world. And you're like, it kind of, that does a lot that I think I keep coming back to like thinner blade stock as being more and more interesting to me mm-hmm. purely from a function standpoint.
0: Yeah, no, and, and I agree. I, I was telling Dalton that today in the shop. I was, I was just, we were having just a conversation about the knife industry while the machines were running. And I was saying when I talking about what we've talked about on the podcast, which is like when I came in, everyone wanted thick, thick, thick yeah. blade stock. And now it's like, Turning back into
1: thin is what everyone's looking for. It yeah, seems it's like it's more, it's refined. Yeah, and steels are so good. I I used to make a tactical. It was like a like kind of like a classic like what you would consider like a double edged fighter um, called the striker, and it was always 316 stock, and it looks beautiful. And like you look, you look tip down, and it basically is a big diamond, in it's mm-hmm. rad. And I remember one time I made one out of eighth inch CPM three V. And it was terrifying. And I was like, this feels like such an effective tool and it's lightweight. And like, Oh, you can like, you can like slice up a tomato with it yeah. too. Like yeah. it just like felt very, very serious. We've talked about that a little bit, like knives that feed, like give you almost like a primal feeling. So like for me, it's stuff that Jason Knight makes mm-hmm. and like, adam derosier where you're like you pick it up and you're like this thing just wants to eat Mm -hmm. like yep it just is gonna work like whatever you put at it it's gonna work
0: it's kind of like if you ever played baseball very much it's like you put a baseball glove on and all you can think (laughs) is like someone throw something at me please please you know what i mean i'm built for this yeah i'm ready to let's do it and yeah yeah, that's uh that's how i feel when i hold the right knife is
1: i'm ready to jam it's pretty it's pretty fun like it's got yeah there's like an itness i'm like working on New design stuff now, kind of, and I'm noticing that that has been where my head is kind of at. It's like it's it's like these very dad thoughts of like, oh, I want to like I don't be able to cut up apples like, mm-hmm. and just so it's like, oh cool, like I I don't need like a crazy huge wide blade, I need like this slim. You know, it's like going back like fifty, sixty years into what mm-hmm. pocket knives were, but then carrying our like aesthetics through, I guess, yeah yeah there's a there's a few companies that do modern knives i think most of them are european where they have like suit like a 16th of an inch thick blade and it looks and feels weird until you use it and you're like oh it's so good yep right there's a company that does them i think out of like tungsten
0: oh i think i that, did see that yeah. you've
1: seen those and you're yeah. like oh it's it's like I don't know. Or the ceramic blades and you're like, ah, oh, it feels weird. And then you're like, ha oh, Yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. slicey.
0: Yeah. The, the right knife for the right job, I think is, is definitely true. And those thin knives. Yeah. I mean, you pick up a kitchen knife. If the kitchen knife was three 16th thick, you're going to have a rough day. Yeah. So,
1: well, and like, I mean, some of the Japanese stuff is weird. Like they do weirdly thick things and then mm. super, super thin. Yeah. If, and like, I think like looking at European kitchen knives, like there's a few patterns. And you look at like Japanese kitchen knives, and there's fifty. It's like every job has its own yeah. specific like shape, size, thickness, grind. The Japanese do it different. It's a detail oriented. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it hard to have a They're, knife block, though. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that, that that's <laughs> valid. Yeah, you almost need like a a tool chest for your kitchen. <laughs> like here's my yeah.
1: wall. Yeah, There's like right oh man okay
0: yeah yeah it's uh i i'm rounding the corner on a new knife it's been good dude let's talk about it uh yeah i was luckily successful last week on the pod i was talking about trying to get an overland sport machine this week got her licked so i've got a handful of them at heat treat that i dropped off today so they will become the initial prototypes for like the launch to just like get them finished up Ooh, and nice. get, get all the fixturing done so that I have real photography of it and stuff. Um, so maybe next week. So fingers crossed that heat treat comes through. I could bring one of them to blade.
1: Oh man.
0: So I didn't think it was possible when I first started designing. I'm like, no way this thing's ready for blade. But if heat treat turns it around, like they typically do, I probably will have it there. Like, you could, Cause you're
1: getting ready to machine handles.
0: Yeah, but the the only question is whether I'm skeptical that I'll have a sheath for Blade oh, Show. Yeah. I might hand make one, like without setting up all the fixturing, just so I can carry it. But
1: Dude, I'm not there's a lot have of it. knife makers that don't have sheaths at Blade Show. Yeah, just put Pretty it in. Just put it into cardboard.
0: Yeah, I, I might have to do that. <laughs> but I, I think I'll have one. It, the heat treater I've been using is super legit, really fast
1: turnaround. So nice, that's amazing. I mean, we're coming into the weekend, so if he gets it back to you in that kind of turnaround, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's usually. Four to five business days. Oh, wow. Four
1: to six business days. Um, you haven't shown pictures of it? Nope. I teased it today. I I'm trying to like, it. think if I can like ask any questions around it. I don't care, dude. Uh, I, honestly, my, blade.
0: my opinion right now is with podcast listeners, I'm totally fine with just being an open book. Because like Ooh. if you're riding this roller coaster with us, <laughs> you get the inside track. And I don't really I like care. that. I like um, it. But no, it's uh, 130000 thou. Is the blade okay. thickness nice, which is the same as the confidant. Yep, and I like. I like it. I I think I could go could have gone thinner, but it's an overland, and it, the way that it, I'm using it, it's like it seemed like a good balance. And yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with it holding it.
1: It's so, wild how it, those smaller sizes, ten thousandths on steel, can actually make it very difference.
0: noticeable. Yeah, because the full size overland is only one forty, so yeah. it's like. And you look at them next to each other, like, whoa, there's a big difference. There's a difference. Ten thousand. Yep. Yep.
1: That's and the sweet.
0: I, I did uh, remove a bunch of weight in the handle with a with a hole with a lightning pocket, which I've never
1: done before. Oh, really? Um, yeah. No, none of my other knives are are weight relieved. I did notice that. Mm-hmm. Why and, have you? Why do you not do weight relieving? Because I feel like Pat, like, regardless of its efficiency, I do feel like it is like. The status quo
0: i there's a couple reasons why i didn't do it on like the overland and the confidant and this is up for debate like i'm pretty on the fence about whether i should have or shouldn't have one of the reasons is they both are three hardware position knives they have three bolts holding Mm -hmm. it together that leaves you two little regions for removal Mm -hmm. there's really not enough mass that can be taken out between those that to make like a huge difference and the Overland sports a two screw knife. So you have like a way bigger piece of real estate for that removal to happen. Right. So that's one of them is that like the juice may not be worth the squeeze weight wise. But the, uh, the main reason that I thought of as to avoid it is like the confidant being a hunting knife and the Overland being like a field knife is that I'm they're not the handles aren't glued on. And I'm not a huge fan of worrying about submerging it in water and filling mm. that with water. And then you're like rusting out and like molding the inside of the void like that, and that's always mm-hmm. just like irked me. And so I've, I've avoided it.
1: So you would um, rather have a flat surface. That I mean that makes sense because you're actually now you're increasing. If you have a flat surface, like capillary action can still draw water in, mm-hmm. but you don't have a void for more water.
0: Yeah, it's not going to like fill. Oh, the that's water. It.
1: that's interesting.
0: Yeah. And I've even thought about like, like backfilling it with something like with epoxy or like filling it with G10 or something. I've
1: played with, yeah, a lot of kind of concepts around that. exact thing Cause I love takedown knives. Mm -hmm. It's how I actually think like for me, when that itness, I just like a knife that has removable scales. Not that I ever want to remove them. It's just like, if you ever need to refinish it or like something, I I like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Along that same line of thought, I actually, I was in my truck. Yes, I'm getting ready to sell my truck and I found uh, a dad fixed blade, right? A custom. And I was like, I really like this. I'm just going to put it in the kitchen. I don't have like a custom kitchen knife that I've made Mm -hmm. on my block. So I put the dad up there. I've been using it for everything. Nice. And it has removable scales and it has lightning holes. And I'm very curious. That was one of the reasons I did it. And like I'm using it as a bar knife. I'm cutting limes. I'm cutting meat with it like it does not So we'll pull it apart. Yeah. And 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 check it out.
0: It may not be like it may be a little bit unfounded to worry that much about that. But it's ultimately the balance of like I can't remove that much weight with a three screw knife. It's like what a a fraction of an ounce. And then you end up with these pockets and I'm like, eh, it's probably not worth it. But like manufacturing wise, it doesn't make a difference. Like it does. I don't care as far as like money involved. Yeah. But that's,
1: I feel like that's a lot of what we do is this kind of aim small, miss small, like conceptual work where in your brain, you're going, yeah, if I put that pocket, it's going to draw water in regardless of if it does or does not actually do that. I think that having that thought, Is important in the way that we all work because, like, we have different thoughts around Mm -hmm. it, and I think that that's going to that is going to inform other decisions up and downstream of that decision Mm -hmm. when you design a product, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like kind of trust your gut if you're like, I don't want to do this because there's going to be water inside, right? Don't do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's everything's a give and take and. With the Overland Sport, I, I turned the corner on that. I actually had them water jet without the hole so that mm-hmm. I could decide whether I wanted it or not after making one. And mm-hmm. I machined the first one and I felt how light it was with that hole. And I was like, yeah, I'm keeping it. Partly because it's like, it's more of an EDC size. Mm-hmm. And again, because of the two screws, I actually am losing quite a bit of weight by pulling the middle out of that. Um, and with the more EDC application, like, yeah, it's it's can be used outdoors to the extent that it could get water in it. But it's like, I'm not really branding it as like a hunting knife. Sure, you know what I mean. Not Um, worth it. So yeah, I could I could go either way.
1: Like I don't know. These are the small these are the small details. My solution at this point, moving forward, I think is probably VHB tape. I've done, which is cool. All the knives I built before now Uh are all VHB. I think it's cool, and I I also it's this linking of technologies, so. I haven't tried cutting VHB on the laser, but like we have a cricket and we like a little plotter. And I just like this idea that like once you have CAD for something, the more yeah. processes you can use that same CAD on, the you know higher who, the value.
0: Your clicker will cut it. That's what yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah, clicker will cut it. Yeah. Sure.
1: Yeah. That seems like a waste though almost because it's so thin. Yeah. Like you run a spool of it through a plotter and it just, bzzz, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, it's it's awesome stuff, dude. It's yeah. I, I swear by it. I, like I said, I all the knives that I was building prior to this new era of my knives mm-hmm. were all they had no visible hardware. They had blind pins on the inside. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a little bit of a signature, and so they were all VHB with no pins visible. I and, did
1: not realize that you used VHB for that. Yeah, they're all VHB. Mm-hmm. Any field reports as far as like it just holds up? Uh never no visible seam so, or anything
0: no i mean but there were there is a gap i mean there is a tiny 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 we're talking like a couple thou a few yeah. thou so there is it there is that but it's visible? also yes but it's okay. also sealed so it's like it doesn't that's not an access point for moisture totally yeah so it depends on what you're looking for but uh i know like chris reeve they hold all of their wood inserts in their folders yeah. with vhb they vhb at least they used to They have takedown fixed blades, right? Like they're Mm -hmm. Pacific. Those are VHB, even though they have screws.
1: That was always my thought. You can, you can unstick it. It's just not easy.
0: It's the, I've, I haven't tried to unstick like a really well mounted knife handle. Sure. But I've heard it is very close to
1: impossible. Okay. And, and realizing there's also different types of VHB. -hmm. And if you're like, so a Charbonneau, where you have pins and you have no access point, that I would agree with you. Mm -hmm. I think if you remove the scales from a slab handled knife and are able to twist, I think that like the shear is different than like the pull. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Right. For sure.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Okay, and I, I've actually considered making an option or maybe doing like a sprint run of say the Overland with going to that hidden pin look on the Overland itself and with the VHB.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Because if you really wanted to use this as like an actual kitchen knife or like an actual hunting knife, yeah, yeah. that might actually be better. It would uh, remove the possibility of customization and then yeah. the ability to refinish it. But- yeah it might actually pay off. So I've, I've thought about that. That's kind of in my back pocket. Maybe someday.
1: The small details, man. I honestly, yeah. I, I would say that probably. We're 90% overthinking it. Like think about every yeah. old wood handled kitchen knife that has been floating in someone's dishwater since like their great grandparents Mm-hmm. Yeah, made out of carbon steel. Yeah. Still works. Mm-hmm. Might have some rust inside. Not a big deal. Uh, Are you familiar with Timberline knives from the past? It rings a bell, but no, not really. So Timberline was awesome. They're from Colorado. It was, I'm going to blank on the names of the individual makers, but it was like three custom makers, I think, that came together and built a production company. Mm. The, sorry, my phone's going. Um, The work was awesome. It was varied. One of the knife makers made these really like he still made or I don't know if he still makes knives, but he made custom knives after I think they were like the company disbanded. Hmm. Removable scales and then inside the removable scales was were like cool little survival kits. That's cool. But they were sealed, I think. And so that to me, I was always like, that is really cool. Like if you have a void inside of your handle, you can leave it completely empty or you can put something in it. Mm-hmm. i just love like how did any of those ever get used probably not but it had like some waterproof matches yeah. and some like fishing line that's cool it's the 80s yeah. in me that loves that yeah no that's really cool right.
0: i have thought about milling a small groove in the bottom of the scale mm-hmm. that you get a big enough o-ring to like o-ring the scale yes dude that is so good but the only problem is you'd also need O rings around the screws around that, or else that would be an access point. So it'd be a it'd be a little bit of engineering to make that work. But it'd be
1: freaking cool. You know, it'd be a fun exercise. Is to all of this stuff takes time and money, and I think a lot of us we do things in our knives that, from a purely business standpoint, like aren't necessarily a good decision. We do it because we like it because it makes the product the way we want it. It would be really fun to have levels of options where you're like, this is so far overboard from what you need and it is expensive or it is. Here's the price when it's done and just see how many people choose it. Yeah. Knowing myself, I would never be base and I probably would uh, anything that started to like tilt into like luxury I wouldn't do. But if you gave me a, a solid argument, for why something made the product better, more durable, or more capable, dude, I have a very hard time not like I'm the same way. You know, $300 knife, like $100 option, like, oh, but it looks, but it's a cool yeah. option.
0: And then you end up, if you buy the base model, then you're sitting there looking at it like, oh, I didn't get the cool one. You dude, know? yeah, it would no, be, fu- fu- it would just
1: be fun to see where you're like, okay, you can have every screw O-ringed. Like, right. <laughs> just- <laughs> Here's the
0: thought I've considered removable scales okay i could do it on the overland i already have okay instead of vhb yep you get like clear vinyl okay and you just one-sided yep you cut it to the shape of the scale i see where you're you at. put it on the tang yeah so the scales are still removable yeah but underneath you have essentially a rust barrier
1: that's actually a fantastic idea i've thought about that that'd be cool that that is a fantastic idea. You could even just slightly underside because you, you could do the same thickness. It could be like thousandths thick vinyl clear. Mm-hmm. Right. And you just lay it. Would one side be adhesive or are we talking yeah. like, okay, adhesive, so one size
0: adhesive adhesive to the blade. So it's like you're allowing water under yeah. the scale, but it's going to be right. in between the vinyl and the scale and the steel. And I, bead. dude, I would argue
1: that you could use something without adhesive. And if there's a layer of vinyl held down by mechanical fasteners, yeah, there's nothing going inside. Yeah. And then it's removable, replaceable. That's actually, an, that's a really solid idea. And if you had the pockets in there, it would seal those. And if you then had a survival kit in there, it would be sweet. It's, I could, was When you were saying like potential for filling, I, I automatically went to 3D printing.
0: Oh, and, and then my right. brain's
1: like, well, if you're going to 3D print something to go in there, could you 3D print something useful? Right. Like keep a couple of quarters in there in case you yeah. see a gumball machine out there. You know, Dude, I I don't know. I feel like I think we've talked about like the like the Chris Reeve hollow handled knives. Mm. probably Those one of my all time favorite so knives cool. in history. They are so cool and so specific and they're not made anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a trade for one soon. I
0: need one. I bet they're hard to find and you need to trade something nice for it these days.
1: Every once in a while we do. um, I say every once in a while, I haven't done it probably in eight years, but um, in my Facebook group, I'll do what I call barter town and I'll throw up. I'll basically throw up like it's usually a side pop Mm -hmm. and say like, all right, like what do you got all options entertained? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm very clear that is fully capitalistic. So I do in fact love the drawing that your child did it's probably not going to pull it. Right. Yeah. So I think last time I put, I got like, I ended up with like a sig equinox or something. Oh, cool. It was okay. It's super fun. Cause it, you're like, that it, is fun. you see like in these groups, like so many people have so many interests and you just realize like someone's got something that they are bored of. Yeah. And the, and, and it's something that is cool. Yeah. It's something that's cool. And like, and yeah. it's just like so varied. We had people be like, all right, like, uh, like, like we, like a vacation. They're like, my family owns like this, like, company that like does these experiences and like you get here, we'll take you on like the cruise or whatever it was. And I was like, I just see like, man, for as many people as you kind of interact with through social media, like you don't know what they do, what their yeah. family does. And this is a really fun way to like engage that. Oh, for sure. So, no, that that's awesome. I, I might have to think about that. <laughs> that's pretty fun. Fun, man. That does sound it's, fun. It also is like, I feel like it's like old school knife maker to trade mm-hmm. and I like it oh I, I just traded a knife with
0: Jesse Jaros I don't think I'm oh really that. yeah he made me eat one of his custom Merlins I got it sitting oh, nice. in front of me it's really nice he does such good work dude super such clean. good work he yeah. his on this model the Merlin the the tang comes yeah. standard tapered yeah which is crazy like a Very standard nice. offering on a small knife to be a tapered yeah. tang that's hold
1: awesome. it up let me see it so leather sheet oh dude great size yeah how but, thick is it see it's like every it. yeah tapered okay oh, and oh. F- you guys aren't you guys aren't looking at this there's one like very specific feature about this which is the liners are reverse tapered yeah exactly so the that's knife stays crazy. parallel with yeah yeah
0: no that's that's that uh, like i said this impressed super me nice. yeah super nice work. this
1: impressed me a lot good job jesse nice work jesse yeah pretty good what else we got man this is kind of is like a, we're, so, we're so we're very random lately <laughs> no it's all right. Like. <laughs> all right i mean i'm having fun me but too my th-
0: my dad has a podcast i tell you that i think you did
1: mention it what's it called we'll s- it's it called
0: up. so it's monday morning with carrie and willie my dad's name is carrie and wilson is one of his like best buddies he's Dude, it's I like Wilson it. is the Burnley to my dad. You know what I mean? I love it. Yeah, and they do it every Monday morning. <laughs> and he, Wilson's a bit and spur maker, like one of the best in the world at making really high uh, yeah. bits and spurs. And so they just
1: Wilson Capron, right? Capron? Capron, Capron,
0: Capron. Okay. Yeah, Texas Capron. Yep. Yeah,
1: got it. Yeah, and they're uh, they're having a good time. Yeah, you guys should definitely Google uh, both of those gentlemen because they are. Absolute masters of their respective crafts. Bitten oh bit. spur is wild. It is. It is one hundred percent like high end knife industry. Crazy money. Like it's crazy demand. It's very similar to like the ABS. Yeah, but
0: it goes in a horse's mouth. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very or on your boots. Yeah, or spurs. Yeah, man, spurs. And yeah, we can talk about Wilson, dude. That guy's <laughs> that guy's a mover and a groover. He's a smart guy. Yeah. He's like he's just he's very forward thinking in that in that s- sector, that industry. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of very traditionalism stuff going on which I totally get, but he's a very like aggressive just like forward leaning. Yeah. Uh,
1: new interesting things all the time. He's he's a cool guy. Well, your dad is too, right? Like your dad is very traditional, but he also is not like dogmatic about right. what he thinks like the leather craft industry should be. Is that yeah. correct? No, I agree. He did a Dr. Seuss saddle, dude. Dude, that's amazing. Those are the <laughs> things, those right there. Yeah. Those are the types of projects that like make you a legend. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dude, you have to send me pictures of that. You didn't see that one yet? No. Oh, I got to send it. It's like cat
0: in the hat in it and stuff. And like, you know, the bowl with the fish, the goldfish, like that's on the side of the saddle and stuff. Yeah, no, that's next level. It was a custom order. I mean, it was it was made specifically by request.
1: But yeah, you know that you you are like, that's weird. How do I phrase this? This It's like a weird comment. It's almost like you're at the beginning of your craft or you're at such a comfortable point with your skills that you can do a project like that you can play yeah it's like you either don't know anything and you play or you make it through like the middle passage of like worrying about what other people think of your work and like trying to prove that it's good and get to a point and you're like i don't care yeah like i can do i can build it ever i want yeah it's kind of like a bob truzola vibe you know what i mean where he's just like
0: I'm just going to have a good time. I'm joke around. Have a good time. I'm going to post pictures of like a chicken swimming in my swimming pool. with
1: me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's good. I, I'm I so that. psyched for Bob. We talked about that a little bit, right? Like he made, he got, uh, or he's being inducted into the knife makers hall of fame. Oh, that's awesome. Big. And yeah. like so well-deserved. hmm Um, um, uh I'm just, I'm happy for him.
0: Yeah. If, if the hall of fame can't hold him in it, then dude, I don't know what it's for. You know, he's just goat status, you know, he is, he's legit. He really is. Yeah. It's fun,
1: dude. I might go see, I might go see the induction actually. So is it not at the banquet? It is. They moved it. I think, I think they do it like in the morning now or something.
0: I got very lucky to see Chris Reeve get inducted. I just coincidentally was at that banquet when he did. And that was, that was cool. Just, you know voicey proud kind of thing
1: it's a big deal Mm -hmm. another like very deserving yeah you know maker
0: that's absolutely true Did you know ken onion's the youngest ever i did know that
1: Uh, yeah it is you it's a waiting game
0: Yeah. yeah like
1: which is hard man because at this point people in the industry can accomplish a lot in a different timeline than like the original, mm-hmm. I think. I think inductees yeah. and Ken might be like a good example of that. Is the new era? Yeah, he's like the youngest of the new era, which is wild. Because I mean, he's I mean, he's young, but he's not like, you know, he's not a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got what twenty years on us, or thirty yeah. years on yeah. you.
0: <laughs> I think. I think he told me he was twenty seven or eight when he made his first knife okay and it was like immediately after that he was pretty much with kershaw like right then so it was like his early that's wild i didn't realize it was that quick it was quick it was very quick because he like i said it was kind of a late it was like 28 years old so
1: at least from what i remember
0: meteoric rise yeah meteoric is right i think it
1: was fast i mean huh yeah pretty interesting i guess yeah like industry groups like that it's fun to see them or i guess it's it's worth watching like how they adapt to like technology in the industry because i mean it is it's just changed like social media has changed so much around the way like we as knife makers can get build reputations and like be seen and get our work seen Mm -hmm. the the old school man would have been it's like a different i was listening to a, a sea shanty today you know, as I want to do. And it's talking about like how there's no real sailors anymore. And you're like, absolutely. Like, I get it.
0: Yeah,
1: I get it. I feel like knife making is maybe that same way where they're like, oh, yeah, you just like take a picture and then everybody sees it. I like hand draw a catalog and take it to the show on my horse. Dozier and Loveless just (laughs) like shaming us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, dude. Oh, Dozier's—he's yeah. like one of those guys that is insanely hardworking and yeah. crazy
0: prolific. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, the, he he reaches outside the knife industry. Like I've had multiple people that I've talked to that aren't yeah. knife industry fans yeah. that know about Dozier. Yeah, and them and like Randall. Randall's yeah, probably Randall.
1: Randall. Randall is yeah. probably, probably I would say like of hmm, different era, but like, like like similar. Man, there's there's a similarity. And exactly kind of the way you just phrased it is the is the thing. It's like, why did they reach past Randall? I think it's like you could get him at like Paragon Sports in New York City. Mm-hmm. So you go to like buy like a fancy gift or something. And then and then like they're there. Yeah. And it, Randall's one of those companies that became like, I got a Randall.
0: And you know what yeah. they're talking about a knife. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, not so much anymore, but in that era, in their prime. Dude,
1: I would. I would disagree with that. Really? I would say that it is, dude, I think they have, the last I heard, I think they had a six-year backlog. Oh, wow. Still crushing so, it. So, and they're it, just just enough out of my
0: periphery yeah. that I like, I only see them pop up occasionally. Totally. But I just remember my dad
1: talking about them when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. They have the feel. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're definitely from a different time too and like their manufacturing process, they're, they're a manufacturer. Mm-hmm. They do not make their knives. Like, manufacturers make their knives today it's a set it's like a step it's like oh man it's like almost like full handmade it's just bat. Yeah. it's like in batches but yeah. those that is like large volume handmade knives large yeah. volume handmade yeah it's cool finishes that support like the function they're not like overly finished yeah you know they yeah, make like classic models i might need to get a randall Track one down. Dude, we're spending Fit. a lot of money in this show. It's I know. Far, or like right.
0: <laughs> okay. I need I need spurs. I'm gonna a put Randall? I'm gonna put an over I'm gonna put some of my knives up and be
1: like, anybody got a Randall on a trade? <laughs> Dude. Build a fun one. That's the key. Like build something funky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll pull one. Dr. Seuss. Dude, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> something. Get get right. crazy with the Serakote.
0: No, speaking of tactile with their pens, they're doing some cool stuff with that Serakote, how yep. they're doing like the eight bit. Yeah, I saw that. It was like a Nintendo theme. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that. It's just so create cool. it's more
1: fun, man. It just creates interest. Like I love themes. Mm-hmm. Everything we like take everything so seriously. I was like, I've
0: been thinking about doing one of my knives as a World War II theme because I'm so into that. Like a mil spec OD with a wood, like a walnut handle. Yes. And a leather sheath in like a wood box. You know, with like
1: Excelsior bedding for the yeah, I've been thinking Kay. about that. Okay, so I'm going to put, we're going to go back to Randall now. Okay. Dude, a, a Randall style military sheath with an Arkansas stone holder on the front. That'd be fun. Dude, that would be sweet. That would be awesome.
0: It's like the, it's like very classic. And, and also because I would take like a modern design language and make yeah. it vintage, you know, like backpedal. Yeah. It's kind of like what I did with that comb.
1: Yeah. I kind of like doing that. I don't want that. I, I want those to still be in existence. They like come. Yep. Yeah. I probably um, just should. that whole, just the brand. Hmm. Like the concept was so good. It was fun.
0: I do. I do want to bring it back. Maybe, maybe with my extra help, extra set of hands in the shop, that's something that back. Come or,
1: back. or maybe that is something that you actually like license. To somebody,
0: I thought about it, dude. I I've thought for a long time that I would probably sell that brand if someone wanted it. If someone, who
1: do you know who would be an interesting partner on that one, potentially? Andrew Bowieaman. Don't know. Sorry, after this pod, yeah, I'll definitely I'll have a look, dude. Uh, It fits so well. He's he's like another one of these guys that's just like way too talented. So artist um does like World War two, like pinup art kind of cool. modernized. Um it's Boetum and Blade Works was the original company. Um he does at this point like he does a really cool um like SFK uh single single finger knuckle uh called the Doughboy that's like based on like the old like trench knife. Yeah yeah um just a, just the aesthetic. It's the aesthetic it's canvas and brass. Yep it's leather. It's like all the materials and that, that comb is just such like a fun platform. It is fun. It should, it should probably come back. It
0: should probably should. I, the retailers really loved them because it was below the price point of most knives that are quality. But it was like, if you take a comb and make it high quality and unique, it's still not the price of like high quality and unique for a knife. Yep. So it was like a niche in the market, like sub hundred dollars that wasn't really being filled. Dude,
1: you did such a good job. I've, I have one uh brand new in the packaging because I loved, I loved what you did. Everything felt right. Like that as a product was like fully cooked. Like you just, you had the aesthetic and that <clears throat> I think like that is, is just more and more interesting to me is like, I always made sheaths for my knives because when I made a knife and didn't have a sheath for it, it made me feel weird because it wasn't done. I understand mm-hmm. why people don't make sheaths. That's how I feel about kind of branding and packaging. packaging yeah, yeah. How does it look when you actually open the knife? Yeah, for yeah. sure. It might be like, and that might be like mm-hmm. iPhone age where you're like you're you're so trained to enjoy like the user experience. Yeah. No, I
0: don't oh, know. No, I I agree with that for sure. It's like the options you, package. You open you it and you're like, it makes you feel good. For sure. Right? It's like these microphones we're using that that had good good packaging. Dude, they were sweet. So funny story, I designed the website for standard issue nineteen forty two, which is what that comb series was. I used an image, stock image I found on the internet, actual World War II image, because that's all public domain. Had the main image of the website. I had like red accent with like black lettering and i tried to make it just like really good and i'm walking through walmart and there's a life magazine that was talking about world war ii they had the same picture the same color red and like almost the exact same font and it was like a spitting image of the front page of my website on a life magazine obviously convergent i mean we were like totally in totally separate pools but i bought it and i have it and it's like an exact replica it's really funny I love it. It's just funny. Take the
1: website down or is there like a landing page still?
0: I I have the URL, but that I can't remember. I used to have it routed to my current site, but Mm -hmm. I don't sell those combs on my
1: site anymore, but I still own the URL. It's, it's wild to think like, okay, so that aesthetic is so different than what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. I struggle with that where I realize like some of the products on our website are like different eras Mm -hmm. and it's, but it's like, what do you do with that when you actually really like a product? Yeah. I, I choose to not worry about it. Um, it's kind of how I feel about our logo. Like when we do BRNY, um, at this point, I'm very comfortable in like doing it in different ways. And it's just Mm because like, what are you going to do? Like it looks different. It's for different people. It is harder with product though. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Hey, I just realized, do it. My brother-in-law just walked into the shop and I can hear him talking to Dalton out there. Uh Uh-oh probably should go say hi to him go we get want some whey oil from for a
1: surface grinder <laughs> i love it man all right dude have a uh have a great uh family trip and um we're gonna hang out next week so yeah let's do it it's gonna be fun i can't wait um nice guys thanks for appreciate it everybody yep appreciate you guys later